What's up, everybody? We're live. You know what it is. Nooner Nation podcast. Four nooners by nooners. What's up? Elijah, always the first one in the chat. What's up, Gay. Elijah's our Reuben. He is. He, yeah, he, he just wants to see you, Charlie. Yeah. I mean. He just, like, puts blockers on me and Bill's part of the screen and just watches the Charlie show. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll make it. When I'm like halfway off the screen anyway, because my camera's always messed up. Maybe one day we'll make it big enough to where we just have like a fourth box. It's like a picture in picture. And it's just like a Charlie boob cam. Oh, gosh. Good luck with that. Speaking of Ruben, there he is. There's Ruben. What's going on, guys? You already know what it is. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Rate and review on iTunes. Go to Spotify. Leave a five-star. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, the over eighteen thing, I uh, I got I didn't get carded. The lady at the grocery store asked me. She's like, "You're twenty one, right?" And I was like, "No." And she looked, <laughs> she looked she looked at me like very puzzled. And I was like, "I'm thirty six. And she's like, "Oh, okay." You're <laughs> just like, "Yeah, no, I'm the I'm the roughest looking eighteen year old you've ever seen." Yeah, like, bitch, do I look twenty one? Good God, I hate to see the kind of life a twenty one year old that looks like me went through. At that point, if he's not twenty one, <laughs> he deserves the booze. You know, twenty one. He's twenty one with this much gray hair and crow's feet and stress. Like, and some people start growing at nineteen, but and like an eight year old. Yeah, just sell him the booze, man. But. <clears throat> oh, uh, start things off. We were able to raise like close to 600 bucks for Logan. So awesome. Love you, dude. Really awesome. Thank you guys. Uh, Logan really appreciates it. He's, you know, he's, uh, I talked to him. He's, uh, he's doing well. You know, it's uh, a long fight ahead of him. And uh, that money goes a long way. To help him out, uh, relieves a little bit of stress that he doesn't need because I can't imagine on top of everything else you're going through in that situation, having to worry about how you're going to pay for all of the treatment. So, again, thank you guys. He wants me to tell everybody, you know, who participated in the T-shirt sale and the raffle, uh, you know, huge thank you. Um, He actually, you know, just said, like, there's not a big enough word other than thank you. So, Again, I don't even know a big enough gesture other than thank you. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for participating in that. And uh, we're praying for you, Logan. We love you. And uh, we're always – we're here for you no matter what. So if we need to do another one down the road, we'll do another one. So um, Ruben yeah. Reed won the raffle, actually. So um, <clears throat> Reed White won the raffle for the flag. So Matt from American Rustic Works uh, donated that to Reed, and uh, hopefully he uses it well. So it's, it's a gorgeous flag. And wisely. And wisely, yeah. We expect nudes in front of that flag, Reed, if you're listening. So. Oh, you guys already didn't get the dick flopped over it? I didn't. I didn't even know he had it yet. But Oh, God. I'm hurt. I'm hurt if there's already pictures out there of Reed's dick on that flag, and I haven't gotten one yet. Typically... I'm one of the first people to get Reed's dick pics. So I don't know what I did to make him mad to where I didn't get one. So I don't know. We'll have to call Reed later and figure out, you know, why I'm not 
on the, the, the uh, nice guy list. Yeah. Oh my god! I thought I was expecting, I was that's, expecting Sir Freddy. That's not a kitty cat. That's some sort of blue healer. Freddy looks a little different this week, guys. Freddy went to Trinidad, all right. Freddy, <laughs> Freddy got a transfiguration spell set upon him. This, this is Alfred. Mm. He's a sweet boy. Oh. He's going to be my co-pilot this evening. And in, in true blue healer fashion, he's got to be all in your lap. <laughs> that guy looks like he's going to get a DWI. <laughs> he is. I love it. I love how cuddly he is. It's amazing. He's a good boy. Yeah, I saw um, a really funny, like, reel the other day. It's like Life with a Blue Healer. And, like, it's like goes back and forth between, like, this lady, like, trying to pull her sheet up like, or like a, a blanket. It's like she's laying on the couch and she's like pulls it up a little bit and it cuts to the dog and it's like on her feet, like looking at her <laughs> and she like pulls it up a little more back to the dog. It's still on her feet looking at her, pulls it up a little more. Dog's still looking at her then like pulls it up to her neck and it cuts to where like the dog's just under the cover, like with her face over top of her <laughs> face. For you guys watching the video show, this dog is just like flexing on you all, staring directly into the camera, sitting oh. on Charlie's lap. Oh yeah, that, was he? Yeah, that dog's uh, establishing dominance right now. Yeah, yeah. He knows how to work a camera. But, <laughs> but the internet loves dogs, so this should be you know a pretty. Uh, we should have some great numbers on this episode. I'll make sure the thumbnail includes the dog. You're welcome. You're just welcome. make him the thumbnail. Yeah, just make the dog the thumbnail. I'll have Charlie send me a picture of the dog. <laughs> but yeah, what's uh what's been going on this week, guys? I've been busy as shit. So I haven't Oh, like, I've been incredibly busy, so I know you've been doing like set work and stuff. I don't know, can we talk about your screenplay thing? Um yeah, yeah, we could totally talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna be directing. A screenplay. A screenplay uh, called, that you wrote, right? I co-wrote it. Um, co-wrote it. Yeah. Well, awesome, dude. Like, is this... Because um, I haven't... I've been wanting to reach out to you, but I figured I'd save it for the show. Yeah. Like, is this like a school project, or is this something you did on your own that got picked up by somebody? Like, tell us So it's a, it's a school project, but it was one of those things where it was put to a vote with, like, 12 other scripts. And won three rounds of voting, and then we got picked to be the directors for it because we wrote it. And so now we're working to get everything built. Uh, we actually secured music from a friend of the show, Jared Taylor's band, this Saturday. Uh, he's letting us use their catalog for the movie. So Awesome, man. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, no, I'm fucking hyped. Like, this project is coming together so well, and I'm... I, is there a way we can see it after it's done yeah no so after it's done uh we're gonna try to attempt to submit it to a few festivals and i'll for sure have copies of it sent out to you guys yeah we'll definitely we'll definitely wait well i mean you're gonna send out copies like screeners so we can feel important that'd be dope but if you actually (laughs) like get into some festivals we'll hold off on any kind of watch along or anything and dude that's that's fucking awesome man yeah no i'm so fucking excited and then yeah no, i'm working in pre-production with a 
my first like actual project right now. I'll tell you guys after the show about that one, but probably going to be traveling a little bit to do that. Awesome. Do you oh, have shit. to like, are you, are you having to like deal with all like the casting? And... Yeah. So right now we're casting the two, the three main characters of our script. We already have background and extras, so we don't have to worry about that. Awesome, but, dude. Yeah. Like, and it's like, is it, um, is it like a, like a full feature or is it like a, like a short film? It's going to be about 12 to 15 minutes. Okay. I mean, that's a, I've, done some writing before and 12 to 15 minutes of di like good dialogue is hard enough to write and i can't imagine having to like do like i don't even know what you would know how to call it but like how to do certain angles for different oh scenes. no so I, I have that in the hands of my director of photography right now oh you're so not, like you're not dping as well no, no, I, I'm, I, I left that to someone else on this job. It's, it, it, I, I moved up the totem a little bit on this one. So, oh man, I might have to do another, uh, another shirt run that just says Director Jake, and then all the, pro <laughs> all the proceeds will go towards you getting one of those dope director chairs with your name printed on the back. <laughs> Actually, I yeah, no, I can even just send you, send you the back of a chair, and have you print on it. I think I could probably print on one of those i'll have to look into that let me make a note of that if i can i'll just send you one that's dope dude that's fucking awesome i hope it goes really well for you um yeah obviously you have people within the nooner community that i hope you can reach out to and get responses for advice on that one. Oh yeah i've i've been getting advice left and right from everyone who can throw it at me and i'm loving it the only advice i can give you is Make sure there's full frontal nudity. Everybody loves oh, full frontal nudity. We, we, we got a montage scene of him just making direct eye contact, pounding it. <laughs> okay. Not the nudity I was looking for, but okay. <laughs> I was about okay. to say, it's going to be a whole lot of dong. You're going, the, you're going the salt burn direction. I was more like going the showgirls direction, but okay. <laughs> what do I know about making movies? Yeah, no, there's no nudity in the movie, but like, yeah, there's gonna be some breaking shit. Hmm. <laughs> well, awesome. That works. Dude. So I'll send the... you guys the script after we get off too. Cool. When's um, so when do you start actually filming that? Uh, so pre-production's already happening. We we're doing casting. The set's going up. Uh, we're already built a camera rig. I don't know if you saw that on my story, but I let my director, photographer, photography, and my gaffer kind of go nuts. And they built a rig that turns the camera 360 degrees. Whoa. I saw that on in the stories. Yeah, but we start filming on the 26th and end on the 28th of March. So. Oh, so like a two-day two shoot. Wow. It's going to be long days for, uh, for Mr. Jake. Yeah, no, I'm probably not going to be on the show the 28th because it's going to be another 12-hour day on set. Don't blame you. Damn. Don't blame you. But yeah, dude, that, that's fucking awesome. And uh, can't wait to see the script. Can't wait to watch the mo or the short film. Or I guess, what would you call it? Is it a? a short it's a short film. film. Short film. What uh, like what festivals are you going to enter it in? I want to try to go for at least the student film festival and the New Mexico film festival. But I want to see if maybe we could try to get it into Sundance. Dude, if you make it into Sundance, I'm there. 
Hell yeah. Like that that's the ultimate goal, especially since we have the music rights. Like that's really what I want to do. Yeah, I'd imagine that could be pretty tough, right? Especially for I'm assuming your budget is zero dollars to fifteen dollars. See, this is why Jared Taylor's a, a fucking legend, and I will forever thank him for this one. He he let us use the music for a producer credit. Okay. Hell yeah. Dope. Dope, man. Yeah, because I I've looked at just um licensing music just privately for like videos and stuff I've wanted to do. And even like Oh, it's outrageous. Oh, it's nuts. It's not like for even like songs nobody's heard of. Like I've just heard the beat and liked it. Like it's I mean, it's like five or six hundred bucks just for some random guy on the internet's beat to put on the background, you know? So yeah, that's dope. And uh yeah. You know, let's keep us posted on how it's going. Yeah, no, I'm for sure going to keep everyone posted with every step on this one because I can't believe that all this is happening. How, how long did it take you to write the screenplay? See, that's the funny part is me and my, my co-writer, we wrote it in about, I think it was altogether 12 hours. Okay. Because I, I worked on it alone and got a, like a pretty big bulk of it. Mm-hmm. And then me and him went through it, and we added some like comedy bits, cleaned it up a little bit, because it's it's a pretty dark screenplay. It's about a guy who's going through a divorce, and he drinks himself into a fucking fever dream where he has to deal with his ex wife. Okay. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Just sent you guys over the script. Right, yeah, I'll look at it. I'm not gonna read it on here, obviously. Um. Well, yeah, dude. Awesome. So when you wrote it, just out of curiosity, like there's a, there's a difference right between the screenplay, like did you, or did you write the actual script of it? No. So we, um, part of the classes I'm in is you learn how to like write a full on script and all that stuff. So it's in full script format. It has stage direction. It has some camera directions in it of what I like obviously want to be done on certain shots. Okay. Yeah, no, and it's yeah, I I had a lot of fun writing it and it I feel like I'm getting into a place now where I could probably have figured out what I want to do. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Awesome. That's awesome. Dude. Really awesome. Speaking of you know, movies and screenplays, though. One of my favorite actors died, like, last night, I think. Oh, yeah. What, what happened with that? Richard I Lewis saw had that. A heart attack. He's old. He's old. Uh, heart, they said he died in his sleep of a heart attack. So, Fuck, man. What, 78? 76. Because he was a sidekick on Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Yeah, he was, like, one of the... I guess... I want to call him a side character, but he was, like a main side character you know like he he wasn't in every episode i haven't watched curb your enthusiasm in years so maybe his role has come and gone since then but my favorite role he ever was was um in a little movie called robin hood men in tights i was about to say i loved him as it was king i can't remember he's a prince john right or king john yeah and i just remember like there's always this scene where he's um, down in like the dungeon talking to the witch, mm-hmm. you know, latrine, latrine, the witch latrine, <laughs> and uh, she, he's like latrine. That's a um, interesting name. 
He's like, yeah, well, my parents changed it after the Dark Ages. It used to be shithouse. <laughs> and then... And I, have you ever seen Wagons East? Oh my god, so. John Candy's last movie. Dude, I fucking love that movie. He is wonderful in that, too. Yeah, no, that one's really good, too, because I think, like, the last parts of it where he's not in it is because he had already died. John Candy? Yeah, he died before the reshoots, so there, there, there's some scenes where he's actually not there. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Let's look at Richard Lewis's IMDb. He was in Leaving Las Vegas, which is um, what you were describing, initially describing your short film. It kind of reminded me of Leaving Las Vegas, which I haven't Yeah, seen. I mean, the script title's Midnight in Old Austin, so... Yeah, I saw that. It's a dope title, by the way. So, yeah, he did uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, Bojack Horseman, apparently. Who is he on Bojack? I see that. Um, Ziggy Abler. Hmm. It, it just lists 2018, so I don't know. He might have just been a one episode or something. Yes, Elijah. Mel Brooks is still fucking alive. No kidding. Mel Brooks yeah, he's that. like 100 years old, but he's still alive. And I'm not even being facetious. <laughs> he's literally <laughs> almost 100. Did you guys watch The History of the World Part 2 when it no, came out? No, I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, it's so I funny. That one. He, he like comes on of it, on in screen at the beginning of it. He's like, hi, I'm Mel Brooks, and I used AI to make myself look young again. This is a deep fake video, and you can't see my old ass. Oh my goodness. But yeah, he's been in a I mean, his IMDB is full of crazy shit. Like a lot of um a lot of like character roles, you know? But yeah, Robin Hood Men in Tights, where was that? Like let's see. It's great. That he was just so perfect in that of like not really caring about much and just like being freaked out by everyone else. He yeah, you played Prince John. Because at the end, Patrick Stewart shows up and is King Richard. He's King Richard, and yeah. And he's like, from now on, all toilets in the kingdom will be known <laughs> no, as John's. John. He's like, no. no. He's like, sir, your mole was in another, like, on the other side of your face. I have a mole? <laughs> I have a mole? Have you ever seen that movie, Jake? No, it sounds like a complete utter clusterfuck of something Dude, that I would love to watch. It's a Mel Brooks movie. Hell's in it, and he's like twenty yeah. years old. Carrie Holy Ellie. shit! No way. Yeah, he's super, Fuck super yes, young. Dude, you have got it's to a, watch it. So it's a Robin Hood movie, but it's a parody, kind of of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, with Kevin Costner. Robin okay. Hood and tights. <laughs> so it's Robin Hood men in tights, and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so good. Oh, Dave Chappelle plays a Chu. A Chu. So like, every time you. he says his neighbor, he's like, "Bless you," or like the the blind dude <laughs> blinking. He's like, "This is a Chu." He's like, "A Jew? Here? A Jew? <laughs> oh, oh, the shit that you could get away with oh, in the eighties. Oh, <laughs> well, Mel Brooks is is Jewish too, so it's like yeah. you know he's doing that of his own. Yeah, there's so many like awesome. Mel Brooks also wrote Airplane, right? Mm-mm. Mm, I don't think so. That's not a Br- Mel Brooks one. I don't know. He, he might, he might have done some writing for it. I, I don't think it's a Mel Brooks. No, he production. did a High Anxiety. That's 
a spoof of Vertigo. I was going to say, yeah, Vertigo is Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Um, so High Anxiety, that's what that one was called. He did Blazing Saddles. Of course. Oh, Blazing Saddles is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. The front, like, like um, it came on, Blazing uh, Saddles Young came Frankenstein. on. Oh, yeah. Frankenstein. Uh, it's Frankenstein. Frau Blue Frankenstein! Frau Blueher. Yeah. Shit, I mean, it, that one was really good because the dad from oh, fucking yes, Arrested Development was. played Frankenstein. Yeah. I didn't make the yummy noise. Did you make the yummy noise? Young Frankenstein. Is that the one like where they're in the bed and he's just like, what no, was that? It's when they think the experiment didn't work. And then like the creature, the Frankenstein creature is in the basement like, mm. and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, like Frankenstein's like, yeah, I'm not very partial to like whatever blueberry tart, but this is pretty good. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Well, you made the yummy noise. I didn't make the yummy noise. Did you make the? I thought you made the yummy noise. Like, I didn't make the yummy noise." <laughs> give him like charades. Said to give. Did y'all know Gene Hackman's in it too? Gene Hackman's in that. Yeah. Uh. uh when um. Frankenstein or the monster goes out and he goes to a house and he introduces him to a cigar and like gives him soup, but he's blind, so he pours it in his oh, lap yeah. and like he yeah. just keeps burning him over and over <laughs> and like hurting him and he runs away and he's like, Wait, come back. That's fucking Gene Hackman. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh those old movies were stacked with fucking legends. Oh yeah. It was, oh, yeah. Well, it's Mel Brooks, and it was back when comedy could be comedy, right? And uh, I, but I'm not sure hey. Gene Hackman is actually credited in it. I think he just might have wanted to do it, and it's such a you know, like a, yeah. like a fun thing, kind of like Brad Pitt in Deadpool two, or uh, Glenn Close in Hook, or Johnny Depp in Tusk. Oh, how dare you mention that fucking movie! I will always mention that movie. You guys, I never knew about that movie. And then I'm pretty sure one of you mentioned it on a show earlier. And I just like went and looked it up. I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> My roommate and I went and watched that in the theater with one of her friends from work. So that's three of us. There was one other couple in the theater. So there was fucking five people total. We watched it, walked out. The wife of the husband, the other two people were, she was like, why did you make me come and watch this? Why did you bring me to this? We come home and we're just kind of looking at each other and like, it's so awkward. And we're like, do you want to sleep in the living room together tonight? She was like, yes, please. Like we were so, it wasn't scary or anything like that. We were just so fucking disturbed. It's unnerving. That we were like, you just want to sleep together with the TV on, watching like fucking Harry Potter. Yes. I'm about to. I was actually yes, gonna please. say, like, do you want to like sleep in the living room, watch Harry Potter tonight? Like, that's exactly what I would do. Yes. Ex- no. I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what we did because we were just so disturbed. And it's like, why do we go and watch this? That was a horrible idea. Like just seeing Justin Long screaming as a fucking walrus. Walrus. I. I just. That's burnt into my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Joel Osmond and his girlfriend walking away as he's crying. Oh, yeah. I Dude, saw, I've seen the clips so of it. I'm sick. like, no, 
nope, don't need to go on this roller coaster ride. <laughs> you know? It's such a good movie, though. I got really tricked. I got tricked into Depp watching in that, Human in that part, I was though. Like, nah. No, he's great in that part. Like, I want a whole movie based off Johnny Depp's character in that movie. <laughs> I'm surprised Kevin Smith never expanded on that, but I guess he doesn't need to. Did Kevin Smith do that movie? Yeah, it's like it's Kevin that Yoga Hosers, and there's another one that he did where he did like a trio of horror movies. Huh. All right. Kind of like Quentin Tarantino and the Grindhouse shit. Yeah. Which I'll watch those before I watch fucking Tusk. I didn't know Tarantino did that. Yeah, he um he did it under the Grindhouse moniker because yeah. he's always sworn he's only going to direct ten movies, and he wanted to do those, but he didn't want them to be part of his ten movie legacy, like universe. Because yeah. they're all a part of the same universe, right? Uh, probably. Knowing Tarantino, I don't know. Because I know, like, Paula Schultz was the wife of the guy in Django Unchained that teaches Django. Um, and then, like, I think there are cigarette brands that cross over from Kill yeah, Bill Red to... Apple, Red Apple cigarettes. Yeah. He definitely does a lot of that kind of stuff. And... So that might be the 10 he's talking about, like, in the same universe. Yeah, like, he is putting his name to 10. He's an asshole. Um, I mean, but I mean, I get it. I get what Jake's saying, but <laughs> I mean, it's sorry. I got distracted. My, my wife decided that Thursday night after she gets off work would be a great time to go buy a new car. So I'm like trying to, I'm trying to do dad mode and do this. I keep seeing my kids out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, get upstairs for <laughs> you're gonna make this a tarantino movie in real life yeah see me crazy smacking my kids around and shit well i believe that's rose mcgowan's character that has the uh the yeah the m4 leg yeah gun leg is that Ro yeah i think it is rose mcgowan's character r.i.p um, she's not fucking dead Dead to Jake, oh. I guess. I thought she died. No. <laughs> no, dude. She's still alive. <laughs> no, okay. she just, Well, she did go like... Per, I think she did go kind of woke, maybe. So, like... Eh, oh, no. I was thinking Snade O'Connor. No, she was the first to go against Harvey Weinstein, and no one fucking listened to her. Uh, I get her confused with Snade O'Connor. Like, bald ladies, you know, just kind of... She did shave her head. Shave her yeah. head. But no, yeah, she was the first one to speak out against Harvey and all that shit because he violated her and no one fucking listened to her until finally the Me Too thing happened. She was like, I wasn't fucking lying, you assholes. <laughs> Elijah had to go to Google. <laughs> yeah, she's 50 and living in Mexico, apparently. She's living in New Mexico? No, Mexico. Or Mexico. No, old Mexico. See, she dated, well, she was engaged to Manson. That's, and that's my all biggest. And allegations about him came out, she was like, I never had to, like, he never did anything like that to me, but. That was, um, that's as far as it what's known, her name? You know, I know. That three-named chick that did the Marilyn Manson stuff, right? Evan Rachel. Peter Von Tees? No. 
Uh, no, Evan, yeah, Evan Rachel Dita. would. A, Dita's a fucking angel. Fuck you for even thinking that she. Now, would how dare so you, Jake? No, that's my most like. Whenever somebody brings up Rose McGowan, I immediately just think of that. Like, what was that ninety-seven MTV Movie Awards where she wore like her see-through dress? See-through dress. So. With her booty hanging out. Booty and her boobs. She wasn't wearing a bra, so you could see her boobs, and she was wearing like a thong. And I think I was like, so I was like nine. It was like a G-string. Like there was like nothing there. She had a great body. I was like nine. I was like, what is this? (laughs) They make underwear that looks like this? And that was Manson during his like transsexual days of, I can't remember that. Yeah, being very androgynous. And uh, yeah. When the, Antichrist what? superstar era, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a big man since something, fan, to be something um, like that. Right around uh, the time the rumors were were about that he got his ribs removed so he could suck his own dick. Okay, <laughs> I think it's fucking crazy because my little cousin even knows that rumor and he's ten. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's always a thing, and it's just it's so I don't know how that's still a thing but i don't think it will ever die at this point like there's gonna be kids who don't even know who marilyn manson is in like 50 years they're gonna be like you know there's this guy in the 90s who like got his ribs removed and so he could suck his own dick yeah there's some satan worshiping it just goes to like innocence of like honey if you know better you know that man would never have to touch his wiener himself ever again if he didn't want to no yeah like why would he why would marilyn manson have to suck his own dick all right <laughs> exactly. i know like have, but the weird thing is have you ever seen him with like without the whole shit on he's just oh, a no, normal dude anarchy he is butt ass yeah he's not good looking <laughs> he's just a dude from the midwest like at that point which is what yeah. i always assumed about the slipknot guys I was like, oh, they must be like ugly and nerdy. I mean, Corey Taylor isn't the worst looking. Uh, I mean, Sid Wilson looks like a foot. I think I've I've said this on the show. I met Corey Taylor and I didn't even know who Corey Taylor was. Like I wasn't, I'm never a Slipknot fan. I'm still not a Slipknot fan, but how dare you? You You live in Iowa. I know. So I went to like (laughs) a guy I worked with is like one of his like high school friends. He's like, oh, hey, do you want to go to like, this party at my friend's house. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, w- w- thanks for the invite. But why you asked me? He's like, Oh, well, like he lives in Des Moines. Like his house is like right outside of Des Moines. Like you live in Des Moines. And like, he's like the lead singer of Slipknot. And I was like, Oh, dope. Like, I guess I'll go see. And I just assumed his house was going to be like this fucking like creepy ass place. It was a super <laughs> nice, like very clean, ultra normal house yeah and then he introduced me to his buddy Corey, and i was like oh oh and then i was like neck. <laughs> he's i mean he's like he's kind of i don't know i don't know how to describe him Wait, oh you're, you're you're like pretty short he's fucking tiny <laughs> he, is, he is kind of short yeah but uh he's like t- shorter than me even yeah maybe yeah, yeah don't don't, don't do that eh. don't do it eh. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him in person. That's my biggest rejection, is Bill going, eh, when I said Corey Taylor. Okay, I'm trying, to right. him, I'm trying to get him on the show. Leave me alone. I'm trying to be nice, okay? But no, he's actually really nice. And I was like, oh, like, he owns this house? He's like, yeah, he's like, he's that's Corey Taylor. I was like, okay. He's like the lead singer of Slipknot. And I was like, oh. 
Not what I expected. And Stone Taylor. And Corey and Muffin Taylor. Again, like I don't fucking know. Like I listened to I listened to nineties and two thousands rap. And that's about it. You know? <laughs> and Neil Young. Like I don't I like my like my best friend loves like metal music. And whenever I'm at his house and he turns it on, all it does is give me anxiety. I'm like, why are you oh, listening? You poor baby. Like, why are you listening to somebody scream at you? Like, next time we're in Austin, I'm renting the car and you're you're gonna be my passenger, and I'm just gonna get you fucking wasted and drive around listening to metal and just cut in and out of traffic and everything. I will Grand Theft Auto myself out of that fucking car. <laughs> I'll just open the door and chuck my all crazy stupid love. Like, yep, getting out of the car, just open the door and roll out. <laughs> <laughs> Try to hit the ground running. If you move your feet, you can keep going. Yeah, not my thing. You know. Oh shit. Fine. So, but yeah, I met him. He's a really nice guy. Really well put together. He is short. That's nice to know. He is short, but he's also like, for being he's short, he, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. So, his house. Is, <laughs> I like. I really. I expected to walk into a house with like dry ice and bats flying around and shit you know <laughs> you expected ozzy osbourne's house kind of it's like even then ozzy's house isn't like that you see the osbournes it's all it's a fucking character it's, it's all for stage not for i mean be, to be fair who's at home all the time not fucking them they're wise yeah. so i was like oh this is a really nice house like man he's like oh yeah thanks and then i, I stayed for like 30 minutes because, like, it was very obvious, like, it was a house. Like, it wasn't even, like, a party. It was, like, a dinner party with, like, him and, like, friend, like people he knew locally because he was in town. Yeah. So, it was, like, I felt really awkward. And I was, like, um, hey, like, I got yeah. stuff to do. Like, I'm going to bounce. Like, well, I don't know. Like, who am I? Like, like kids, you know how it goes. <laughs> well, this time I didn't even have kids. I think I was, like, was, I think, actually, my wife was pregnant. That's probably the excuse I used. So, it was, like, 10 years ago. Or, yeah, it was close. Eight or nine years ago. So. Oh, so this was like height of Slipknot, kind of. Yeah, it was a big thing. Like it was a height. huge thing. Ten years ago, he had a. Um, oh, a, you know what, Charlie? I will admit, Slipknot has fucking fallen off. Fight me. No, dude. I'm just saying, like subliminal verses. No, I'm saying like. I think their last good album was the Gray Chapter. I think their last good album was the Gray Chapter. He had a. Um, that's a good album, but that doesn't mean that doesn't equal their height. No, it doesn't mean that that's their height. I mean, that's the falling action of Slipknot. That's what you said, though. You said that their height 10 years no, ago. No, I mean, like 10 years ago, they were still riding that big wave of fucking Paul Gray dying and all of the people who got obsessed with them after that. So, like, it kind of was that the 2010 to 2014 era of Slipknot. So, was I'll like just say this. Peak. For the party, he had, like, a private sushi chef come in with stuff and like with a menu and you could pick the rolls you want and he would just make it for you. Hell like yeah. Kitchen. It's probably like the chef from Nobu or something. And you're I mean, that's no, he was, I actually knew him because at the time we lived right by like probably one of the best sushi restaurants in town. So I knew, I actually knew the sushi chef. We were in that sushi restaurant at least once a week. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't like some, he didn't like fly somebody in, but he obviously like hired this guy out for the night to make sushi for his party guests. So and there's probably only like maybe 20 people there. So probably a pretty expensive uh, meal for everybody. 
He can afford it. Yeah, it was dope. I mean, if, trust Brown me. Brown sour. If I, if I could, uh, if I and could he afford has books. To, wait, so he does Stone Sour? Yeah. Yes, he's a oh. singer for Stone Sour. Oh. Dope. Yeah, and he also does like independent stuff. I got to see him in 2013 here in February 2013. Stone Sour. They started to sing Bother and it was acoustic. So everyone else had walked off the stage and it was just Corey. And they had had it in the smaller amphitheater. So it was a very, very intimate show of like maybe 250 people, if even that. Yeah. And we all started like singing it back so loudly that he started crying. He got, it made him emotional and it was, wow. it was a really, a yeah, really I remember that. I, I went to a con at Granite. I don't know if anybody else will connect to this. I got tickets to a country concert like that one time. It wasn't a concert. It was in a bar and it was Jason Aldean, Eric Church and Lee Bryce. And it was all acoustic. Holy shit. It was all acoustic, and you had to win tickets through a radio channel to get them, and they were only letting 150 Shit. people in. Um, and, like, my friend's girlfriend at the time, they're married now, won t two tickets, but he worked third shift and couldn't go. So I went with her, and it was fucking awesome. Like, Jason Aldean was a bit of a dick, but... Lee Bryce and Eric Church were like awesome. Like they would just like walk out in the crowd and like talk to people. Uh, I I was 19 at the time and almost got thrown out because Eric Church like bought me a drink at the bar. And they're like, you can't drink that. I was like, well, he bought it for me. And like Eric <laughs> Church was like, yeah, I bought it for him. They're like, oh, no more, no more. Um, but yeah, like it was like there was 150 people in this. Like it's, a, it's not a bar. It's like a country nightclub kind of thing. So like, but it seemed very intimate and personal and they were just doing acoustic and they would just ask people like, what are we going to play next? And like, they were going to oh. play it and like all acoustic and they would play like, you know, you know, Lee Bryce. This is right when, um, more than a memory came out and got big with Garth Brooks, but Lee Bryce wrote it. So like he played it. And but then like Jason Aldean and uh, Eric Church like did the background guitar and stuff for it. It was probably like one of the best musical experiences I've ever been to because I'm not a huge concert guy, but that was awesome. That was really awesome, and I understand a lot of people don't like country music. Um, no, no, like country, like even that guy that we saw, that oh, I forget his name, Paul Val, that blues guitarist that opened up for the Hard AF party. Mm. That guy's fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was dope. I was really impressed. Yeah, no, I was like, holy shit, like this is fucking awesome. And no one was paying attention to him. It's always the guys like that that are the fucking best. Yeah, oh yeah. And plus, like, I don't know, I could appreciate especially if you see it live, I could appreciate most kinds of music. Like I'm not a big blues guy, but um I went out a couple years ago to uh the John Daly charity tournament with the drinking bros guys. Oh yeah. I remember and, that. And some guy took me to like some kind of, it was, it was right off of Broadway in Nashville, but like, you kind of had to know it's there mm -hmm. to get there. And it's like a, a big blues bar. And I was like, I'm not a big blues guy, but okay. But then like seeing it live, like it's, it was fucking awesome. So, oh, blues live is another fucking experience. So it was it's like jazz. Yeah. 
All right. Speaking of music, oh, I was going to say, have you guys seen the Bob Marley movie? I've seen trailers for it. 10 out of 10 recommend. Is it good? I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Right. It yeah. looked like it was going to be, and you know, especially with one of his sons having a lot to do with it. I was hoping it would be decent. But let's get to these questions because yeah. I want to fucking know. All right. So the question of the week was, actually, what was it? It was um, the worst rejections you've had or heard. So starting off, that's a butt. Moving on. Another butt. Moving on. Another butt. Moving on. Oh. All right. So first one. Sitting in a parking lot for two hours after no one was there to welcome me home from deployment. Whoa. Way to start it off super depressing. Yeah. Uh, can't understand that personally, but I got to imagine that has to fucking suck. I mean, I'm, I, it's not a similar one, and it's, but like I've waited two hours for a dealer. To tell me that they're not coming in a Walmart parking lot. So it's probably similar. Yeah, pretty yeah. similar. Same, same apples and similar oranges. Pain. You know, sim- similar. Got rejected to be a Hooters server because, in quotes, they couldn't order a uniform where the top and bottoms were two different sizes. Shut the fuck up. Either she she has a big big chest or some big big butts. So that wow. that has to be like they just didn't want you to work there because my wife, when we were dating, worked at Hooters. I mean, she's got a big butt, but she's like she's fairly small chested. So I could see that. Like, I mean they they are not in the food industry; they are in the sex industry, which yeah. is how they can get away with what they yeah, do. They, so they can probably get away with dumb it's a, shit. It's a like chester that. Had a woman at a club tell me I looked like my bank account was thinner than my hair. <gasps> oh. Damn. Women people have don't the audacity to say this to other people. No, it's not people. It's women. You'll never catch at a guy saying that kind of shit. I, I had some fucking dick. Bill's on his Andrew Tate arc over here. And refer to me as I want two cups of coffee. That's for brand of shorts I was wearing. <laughs> Offered to buy her a drink. She laughed in my face and told me to save the money for a gym membership. Whoa. The audacity of these hoes. Holy shit. The streets is The fucking audacity. The streets is I don't know how people can just be so fucking The only thing I can think of is... I mean, let's be real. Let's be real. This is just what Charlie's telling Elijah on a weekly basis. Mm Mm-hmm. I tell him I want to fight him in the street. That's completely different. Fighting in the street is one of the most intimate things you can do yeah. with a person. No, I'm just joking that like this is Elijah just submitting all these from from his DMs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. The streets. No. The streets is brutal. He's a sweetie pie, and I treat him as such. Asked to sit with a cute guy at the bar. He told me that the seat wasn't cushioned. So it'd probably be pretty uncomfortable on my flat ass. Fucking. (laughs) 
Hey, I will say it's nice to know that there's guys out there that can clap it back the same way girls give it to them, I guess. But damn, I couldn't. I, mean, like, I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, I could not say that to a person. I mean, he's the only one doing some clapping that night because her cheeks obviously wouldn't. Yeah, like, oh my god, like, heyo. <laughs> Yeah, like I couldn't. Like, no, matter, no matter what kind of day I'm having, like I couldn't say that to somebody. Maybe right? Was, exactly. Exactly. Like I just, I might think it, but that can, I would never say it. Oh Lord! Asked out my crush in high school. She just gawked at me and said, "You can't be serious." I got told you one time. This is why I've never put myself on the line because I would fucking die. That's what makes, oh even God, though this one isn't as blatant, it's also one of the most like crushing because like in high school, you're going to ask out your crush. You know, like the kind of nerve it takes, like you're building yes. yourself up and then they just gawk at you and say, uh, or you can't be serious, oh, right? Absolutely not. That's why. Okay. So like, that's why people shoot remember. up schools. I can't remember who it was that said this. Some celebrity, some female celebrity, but she was like, you know how much courage it takes a, a man to walk up to you and ask you to dance? Oh, yeah. Like, say fucking yes. And like, I so I took that to heart. So anytime I ever got asked to dance, like a country bar or whatnot, I would say yes, because I admired their courage. And then sometimes they would lock me in so hard that I felt like I was in a cage. And I was like, I yeah, made a huge mistake. No, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get both sides of it, right? Like, you're going to get asked by everybody. You can't say yes to everybody. Or, like, you just know, like, this guy is not I mean, going to be a, everybody, but... not gonna be a good time <laughs> dancing with this guy. But as a guy... I mean, it's been a very long time since I've been in this situation, but it takes a ton of nerve yeah, or an over-aggressive ego. And I've been guilty of both in my life. But <laughs> the ego thing came in when I learned, kind of when I started getting into the DG4L train, you know? I was like, oh, this bitch is DG4L. Like, pfft, she's going to be down, you know? <laughs> texted a woman i liked out for drinks she said sure but can we go somewhere in the next town over and please don't post anything about it what the fuck that's she married like rejection that just sounds like you were asking to get involved with someone who's shitty <laughs> yeah either she's like she's like too nice to say no but she's embarrassed to be like out with you. Or it's just like, no, or, my husband won't like yeah, it. Or, so we gotta go somewhere yeah. else and don't or, post it if that's all right. Or she's like <laughs> married like married or with somebody and just wants to go slut around for free drinks. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they're up to no good. Was buzzed enough at the bar to order a round of drinks for a couple ladies at a table. They got them, seemed excited. I went over, in quotes, dude, the exception, the exception, exception, like exception of the drinks, wasn't a fucking invitation. I immediately left. 
I mean, to be fair, no, it's not like, and then that, that's a problem with people thinking buying things for people will get them somewhere with them. No, that, that doesn't get you anywhere. Like, no, no, no. I mean, I, again, I get both sides of this. No, absolutely not. That you do not buy anything from a fucking stranger if you give them something. Like, I'm sorry, you don't get, like, you are not guaranteed anything from a fucking stranger, even if you pay money for it. No, bitch. <laughs> like, you can't buy people's fucking time. This is exactly why I do not let men pay for fucking shit for me because they think you owe them something because they paid for this shit. I've actually, I've lost friends, just a friend because of this bullshit fucking thinking. Okay. No, like don't ever think that if you buy someone something, they will give you something that ain't how this shit works. You can't fucking buy people's time. Just an FYI. I don't care if it hurts your feelings right now. Right. You can't buy people's fucking time. Well, now sorry. Now don't fucking do it. Asked a guy at my gym out. He said, um, have you seen the girl or have you seen what the girls I date look like? No, because this is anonymous. <laughs> no, so I asked a guy at the gym out. He said, quotes, um, have you seen what the girls I date look like? Gym bros are the funniest guys ever. Like, we, I went to the gym last night with with someone, and all of the dudes who were, like, lifting the fucking heavy-ass weights were all staring at me with the most insecure looks because of the woman I was with. And yeah, that's some that's some low PP energy, boys. Low PP energy. Yeah. But yeah, like again, like I could never say that to somebody. Like was dancing and flirting with a chick at a resort party. I asked if she wanted to come to my room for drinks. She said, "I seem like fun." but I'm probably a pretty boring lay and walked away. <laughs> that's, just, that's some shit I would say to someone. <laughs> How do we know that this wasn't a drinking bro from with an interaction from Joe? Mm -hmm. I actually started telling people nobody fucks me better than me. And one dude, one man had a better comeback that said, I can try. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I appreciate that, but absolutely not. But that's funny. You made me laugh, but I fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Was texting a girl I met on Tinder for two weeks. She sent me a couple nudes. I sent her a dick pic. Was left on red. I never heard from her again. Oh boy, you just you just outed yourself for having a small dick, like whoever whoever that was. I know these are anonymous, but like needle dick, needle, needle dick. dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but getting in that person's head, like granite. I don't know when this happened. 
obviously in the tender universe. But if I was within like, at least the last the, decade, if I was in the dating scene, also when I was here's the caveat to this thing: when I was dating, there was no red receipts, right? Like this was like when I met my wife, I had a fucking razor. So yeah, um, it just said to, like it, I don't even know if it said delivered. No, it didn't say shit. It was but, before you could block phone numbers. But if you said somebody, I could see like sending somebody a dick pic and never hearing from them again after two weeks of like going back and forth with them. That 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 mess with your your shit a little bit. I mean, like, did she ask for it, brother? Because like, you just don't send those for getting a nude either way. I know guys get carried. You know, Jake, we're guys. We get carried away sometimes. I mean, there's you're. I mean, you guys, you're a little bit of an older generation. There's a little bit more etiquette for Tinder with guys my age. We we know what not to do. Hooked up with a girl at a college party. Texted her two days later to see if she wanted to meet up again. She texted back, <laughs> no thanks, you sucked. Ouch. Well, brutal honesty, I suppose. I have the fucking hiccups. This is the worst. Drink from the bottom of the cup. Oh, that was a painful sounding one. People are going to love Charlie with the hiccups on the video show, by the way. They're going to think she's farting. It's going to be like a new kink for them. Mm -hmm. I've been told I have hiccup burps. Oh, those are the worst, bro. I get those too. It's like a painful, like belchy hiccup. Talking about the fart turn on. Are either of you young enough to remember cakefarts.com? I've heard of cakefarts.com. I remember somebody showed me this. I was like, people watch this? <laughs> and there was one lady. It was like ideepthroat.com, you know, with Heather Brooks. But it was like one lady who would just buy sheet cakes, sit on them, like spread her cheeks, sit on these cakes, and then like get a close-up of her butthole while she like farted the frost. Yeah, no, it, it, it always did like that. Oh, my. And there's a whole website, which this is one lady. Like, there's pre-OnlyFans. And I guarantee oh, you there are plenty of OnlyFans girls out there to this day that are getting requests to sit on a sheet cake and then fart the frosting out. Moving on. Excuse me. Sorry. Charlie's throwing up on the fucking video. I'm just trying it really. I'm going. I knew I had low chances with the hottest girl in the group, so I approached one of her mid-friends. She told me she knows what I'm doing, and I should be ashamed of myself. <laughs> She's too smart for your ass. Don't make it obvious, brother. Hey, again. No frame of reference for that one. Asked if I could buy a drink for the lady next to me in the airport bar. She accepted, watched the bartender make the margarita. She took it, poured it into my lap, and called me a fucking creep as she walked away. Oh, hell. She must have had a terrible layover. She's a numb bitch. <laughs> Damn. Free alcohol at an Where airport? Yeah, Free no, alcohol was, in an airport? That was like a $50 margarita. Yeah, right, exactly. 
but damn, like she must have been having a rough day where she just takes it, dumps it in your lap, and calls you a creep. Ooh, what were a, you telling her? Ooh, and at an airport? Like, I hope you had a carry-on bag with clothes in it, because then you're just like walking around with a fucking like sh- margarita all over the front of your pants. Sticky dick. Sticky dick. <laughs> Sticky dicking it all over the fucking Atlanta. Honestly, airport. though, how dare you waste a call like that, you stupid bitch? I know. That's what I have to say. Not really a rejection, but was really vibing with this older lady at the hotel bar. Flirted for two hours over drinks. She told me to text her if I wanted to have a drink in her room later i did she replied with her room number and quotes it's 250 dollars. bring cash i blocked the number and jerked off (laughs) all right wow i've i've been in that similar situation not so much like in a hookup sense but i've been in a hotel bar like by myself, like kind of like traveling for work and just talking to people. And yeah, I obviously realized like, oh, this woman I'm talking to is like working. I was like, uh, oh, oh, I know what this is. Like, okay, like have a good night. I'm not going to text yeah. your number. All right. Spent the, the dog has the hiccups now. Yeah. (laughs) He's just mimicking me. He's an asshole. Spent the weekend with a Mexican chick I met on Tinder. I texted her a couple days later. She told me that she was giving white guys a shot. She wasn't impressed. Then I'm pretty sure she blocked me. (laughs) Not impressed. Sorry, bro. Hey, if you're hooking up with somebody of a different color or race or religion, you got to bring the thunder. You know? Yeah, you do. You're you're representing your people. You got to bring the thunder. Right? Oh, God. You got to bring your A game. Whether you need to go get, like, some fucking counterfeit Viagra or something. Like, you got to go get yourself a French tickler, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Girl took me to her apartment. <laughs> Girl took me to her apartment. She pulled my dick out. Girl took me to her apartment. She pulled my dick out, paused, and said, um, in quotes, um, do you want to just watch me use my dildo? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would, I would go kill myself. I mean, this is a total oh, I'd throw rea- myself this off a fucking bridge. This is a normal bridge. reaction. Like that, that, that's not cre- I'd go kill myself. Man. I'd throw myself that's off not- the closest bridge. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I would, I would make it as graphic as possible for whoever has to find me. Can you then, imagine? Like- so, like you're, like you're, you're spitting the game, right? Girl brings you, like, come back to my apartment. You're just straight risen, like, and you don't, know, it's like. Like, you guys are probably, like, fucking around a little bit. She goes to pull your dick out, assumingly to, like, probably start the festivities. And then pauses 
and then goes, um, do you just want to watch me use my dildo? Suicide. Suicide is painless. Rings on <laughs> Oh, I'd have, I'd be on, I would be standing on the <laughs> You poop in the washing machine? <laughs> I would be like standing on the top rail of the closest bridge with in the arms of an angel by Sarah McLaughlin playing <laughs> on my phone. Oh shit. Oh, that's that's a brutal one. That might be the most brutal one I've heard so far. <laughs> Damn. She just said, Never mind. I'd rather use my fucking sex toys than deal with this thing. Yeah. Whoa. Ouch. Yikes. In the same vein. Oh, no. A dude stopped me in the middle of a blowjob and told me to call him after I've had some practice. Shut up. It's like, here, here, here you go, sweetheart. Here's a good dentist. Go get your wisdom teeth removed. I've had some less than superb blowjobs in my life. Again, I would never, never say that to somebody. Could you? I mean, Charlie, you're the girl. What if that happened to you? I mean, I imagine with you, you just choke the dude out. And yeah, no, she'd go like full on Rhea Ripley, like just I would fucking, just, you know, close my jaw, bite it off. <laughs> Is this a good enough blowjob for you? <laughs> This will be the last ever happened. No, it, but at the same time, it's like is Charlie about to defend this? Like help guide someone if they really don't know what they're doing. Oh yeah, I totally. Oh, okay. Whoever did this teaches someone how you like to be pleasured, yeah. unless you just truly don't care about that person. And that's like what's that might be what's even harsher is if like they you know they don't really care yeah. but it's at the same time it's like you can guide someone and you don't have to put it in a demeaning way you could you know you don't have to put it in any in in any way that will hurt them but more into like teach them like hey try this I think I would like this this yeah. that and the other other than just being like, this is, nasty this, this about is like it. total uh tucker max vibes where it's just like or like i've told the story before about like i had the friend who just like was so insecure he wanted girls to not have any sexual experience at all but wanted them to also just be porn stars whenever they did shit with him like yeah. that's the vibe like you you know you you can't do like you no you you you, you yeah, you, you get the hoe or you get the housewife, brother. All right. Like, and that's what's, you know, that's what makes relationships, especially ones that you want to keep, you know, someone you're thinking about marrying is someone you can grow with, not just in life, but sexually. And you can tell them these things that you want. And, you know, but that, that, you know, if you're just 
having sex with someone casually and you don't want anything more with them, fine. But fucking let it be known. Like, don't be a fucking coward. Let that be known that that's all you want. So both parties can know what's going on within. It feels like when you tell your mom a joke and it turns into a lecture. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. To be fair, but like, yeah, no. Honestly, a lot of people need to be fucking told. Stop being a fucking bitch. Next one. Fucking stop. Stop playing games. Stop doing this shit. Be fucking honest. And if you can't be honest, you're a fucking pussy. Next. Fucking suck my dick. I don't care. Next one. And I was waiting for. But that's, you know, yeah. Lecture. Who cares? So the next one, I was Truth waiting. Hurts. I was waiting for this one to come up. Or in the, you know, in the realm of this one. My friend had a woman tell him. She only fucks guys that can reach the top shelf at the grocery store. Oh, what a bitch. He is prob- I'm five he's floor prob- and I can reach the top of the shelf at the he, grocery store, bitch. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've done that for little old ladies at the grocery store and I feel so like tall and like I can do stuff. Yeah. Like they, it's it's not that big of a deal. Like that's they the, said uh, they said, so let me finish it. Only fuck guys that can reach to the top shelf at a grocery store. He is probably five foot ten and really fit. Oh, she was just being a bitch. Yeah, she's being a cunt. Asked a waitress out for drinks. She said she would rather relive 9 11. Oh, for fuck's sake. Damn. All right. On the first date, she went to the bathroom and never came back. Happens, brother. Yeah. Means you weren't interesting. You have the personality of a fucking dead brick. Were you catfished here? <laughs> dead brick. <laughs> hmm. Dead air. <laughs> Bill's crazy. pondering. This this one must be really awful. No, it's very specific about a certain nooner. Oh, no. But I'll read it because whatever. Womb told me he doesn't mess with guys that fantasize about exotic wood. That's womb, or that's rude, womb. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's a womb raider comment. <laughs> All right, last one. We'll sign off. We are sorry, but we could not approve your loan request at this time. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, that's probably the worst one. That's that's the one that that cuts the deepest for sure. For sure. For sure. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> sorry your student loan payments did not your student loan did not get wavered as part of the Ugh. Oh yeah, I've had that. I've had that email and text message a couple times. Don't worry. That's the liver shot right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kill shot. I'm trying to think, it was the worst one. I I'll tell you my funniest. The funniest one to me was the fucking 
call me when you get some practice. That was that was the funniest one, I think. Yeah, that takes. I don't know. It takes balls to tell someone that with your dick in their mouth. Okay. You just have to be like, either just it has to be so terrible, or you're just so disinterested that you're like, call me when you get some practice. I mean, at that point, it's just kind of like it's literally saying, "Go suck more wieners before you come to mine." So it's like, what? Yeah. My dick isn't used to this level of inexperience. (laughs) Call me back when you hit level twelve. You know, Mm. this dick's level twelve and above only. You know, (laughs) there's there's experience requirements. It's like a boss fight. You know. Yeah, it's like a side mission that you have to have a certain level for. You know. (laughs) Oh, I felt like we looked back. There was a couple. I was like, "God damn!" <laughs> the Womb Raider one is pretty funny. Too. Yeah, of course we love it when people pick on our own listeners. <laughs> Call each other out. Yeah, I don't know the the asking the high school crush out, and she just says, "You can't be serious." Oh. <laughs> Surprised oh. they're married now. Yeah, probably. And she's probably 200 pounds heavier. And he's not her first marriage. No, of course not. <laughs> he's the fallback. He's the fallback of the fallback. She's in a pyramid scheme. Oh, wait. I, I missed, need to I... go to the liquor store and I have 20 minutes left. Hold on. Oh, yeah. You're in yep, Texas. Yep. Oh. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, baby. I missed one. Nine o'clock. Oh, hold on. And no drinking before noon. I missed one. That's and on this, Sundays. And this one is good. Was at a nightclub and heard a guy tell another girl, get the fuck off me. You dance like a retarded eel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Like we said at the top of the show, like, subscribe on YouTube, rate and review on iTunes, leave a five-star on Spotify, walk away, tell your friends, please. We like The new format seems to be working out. People like it. We've been getting quite a, uh, a decent uptick in audio listens, so there's that. And, uh, yeah. And it's Alfred. Been, and, and Alfred. Like an Alfred. Alfred's biggest rejection is somebody telling me he's not a good boy. You know, <laughs> he can't get up on your lap right now. That's his biggest rejection. Oh. <laughs> ears, ears down, skulking away. All exactly. right. Well, for Alfred, for Charlie, for Jake, I'm Bill, and I can't get my mouse to work. So, this has been the Nooner Nation. Love you guys.